This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. I'm Matt. And I'm Matt, and this is Sip of Success. Hey everyone, today we are sitting down with my good friend Caroline Riedel, who is a student at Vanderbilt University, an incoming intern at McKinsey and Company, as well as her friend Lauren Charney, who's a computer science student at Vanderbilt as well, an incoming intern at Apple. And they're going to be talking with us today about networking and how to utilize your connections for yourself um, and how to Obviously, they're going to awesome companies, but how to utilize those connections for your own gain um, when you're looking for a job as well. So, hey, Caroline, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having us on, Matt. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And Lauren, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much as well. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming on. How about you two like introduce yourselves? Obviously, I kind of give a brief introduction, but what you do on campus, um, majors. I know, Caroline, I don't even know what your major is, so if you want to go first. <laughs> Yeah, well, I originally wanted to study international business or foreign affairs and what came to a school without a business school and without a program for like international relations. So I'm doing political science on the international track and minoring in business. Um, I, on campus, um, I'm president of AKSI, which is a business fraternity, and then also in program director for something called the after school program. Um, also known as TAP, which is a mentorship program for low-income students in Nashville. Um, so those are my main things on campus. And then I just finished up an internship at an investment bank, um, a boutique healthcare investment bank in Nashville, and then obviously starting at McKinsey this summer. Yeah, thank you. And Lauren, how about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Lauren and I am a junior at Vanderbilt. I actually came in as pre-med, always wanted to be a pediatrician, so came to Vandy for the med school, but then kept taking these computer science classes for fun over the years and then realized if I enjoy it this much, I should probably switch. So I'm majoring in computer science with a minor in engineering management. And then on campus, I am on the Women in Computing Executive Board as their communications director for the last year or so. And then I tutor approximately 10 hours a week for this really cool company called Juni Learning. And that's so fun where I teach kids five years old all the way to like 32 years old how to code Python and different languages. And then lastly, this is kind of new. I am a product manager for this really cool organization called Change Plus Plus, where we pair up with nonprofit organizations in the Nashville and Tennessee area. And then we assist them in coding a website or an app for them for free. Awesome. Thank you. Obviously, you guys are super involved and also super smart, obviously. <laughs> um, but Carol, I didn't know you were president of AKSI. Congrats on that. Thanks. Yeah, the elections were pretty recent. So I like am officially starting this week, but sort of have been transitioning since like November. Yeah, obviously, when you'll have to come on for another episode um, about signing up for things on and saying no uh, and, and encourage other people to sign up for everything the way I do yeah. and complaining about it <laughs> that's what we're good at but um just like you Matt <laughs> yeah obviously you both have Caroline is like 
the biggest network I know for you guys that are listening. And every time like I need something or like, she always knows someone, she's like, Oh, I know this person. So Carolyn, what is your key to networking? Like what's your biggest piece of advice and how do you do it? And then Lauren, if you have one as well, if you want to share. I think the more you do it, um, like the more you want to, if that makes sense. Like I think having experience, like Matt and I started the Pro Bono Collective and that was just all having a network of people that we could pair up on projects over the summer, the loss them due to COVID-19. And that was the first time I really had the experience of meeting um, like the professional relationships I built, like people at school and in my business route that I networked with, um, encouraged, like encouraging these seniors who I'd really only like had a coffee chat with to like lead a project or, you know, contacts at companies that I cold called then, you know, touching base again and saying like, Hey, would you guys do this? I think that um, kind of impressed to me that, wow, like I can actually like use the relationships I made, like that was exciting and made me want to do it even more. Um, So I think um, like reaching out and asking, I think the other thing would be one, like the more you do it, the more you want to. And secondly, like having questions like people don't care what you ask on networking calls. And so like, I ask what I actually want to know, you know, and people kind of like, if I'm wondering like how fun is the city you're in, like, that's what I'll ask because like, that's what I'm currently interested in. Um, Like just not always trying to ask the right questions, I think makes the most sense. Um, Yeah. I think I could like say a million different things, but I think those make sense. Yeah. And I guess for me, I would say, I never knew that much about networking. I thought networking was for the kids who wanted to be consultants and the business students. So I realized after working with you guys over the summer, like how important networking can be. So I started, I think I had a little bit of a unique avenue being one of the probably few kids in tech, like reaching out to others on LinkedIn and like really just like trying to learn what the differences are in all of these tech jobs. And so I think like probably like my biggest key was like, I looked up jobs for like um, within the last like one to two weeks had posted in like the last 24 hours and would see if there was any Vandy people that were working there that graduated within the last like two to five years. And if there was someone there, I'd apply to the job and ask them to like speak for 15 minutes. And so just being able to meet all of these different people, because there's a lot of just like niche jobs in tech. So it didn't even feel like networking. I was really just trying to figure out what job do I want to do when there's so many out there. And so I think coming at it with kind of like Caroline, just like genuine questions and not, okay, you know, I'm just trying to get a referral out of this conversation is probably my key too. And I think as far as the questions, asking real questions, I was also like getting really important answers. And like I, the time I was networking the most was when I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay at investment banking or go into consulting. And I think through those networking calls, like I was like on these banking calls and they were like very stressed and like to me felt kind of rude. And I was like, if I'm not enjoying the networking calls and like, there's nothing I really want to ask. I don't really care what you do. Like I clearly don't find it very interesting, but then on the consulting calls, I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like tell me more about this or that. Um, and so I think like having that experience through networking, like made me want to do it even more and probably made me better at it. Yeah. And I know one thing, Lauren, you mentioned is like finding you were kind of networking to figure out what you wanted to do, but how do you make these, obviously networking comes off as very like not genuine, like you're looking for a referral. So how did you, even if you were looking for a referral, like approach 
the conversation with like even asking these people like how did you ask them and how did you come off as genuine um, when you were speaking to like these professionals in the field so basically what i would do is i mean so i actually got linkedin premium for like one month and then a tip is if you cancel it then they offer you a buy one get one so then i ended up getting three months that's just like a nice little tip but so then i had like all of those in-mail credits and things like that so I would kind of pick and choose. And I was actually going through consulting recruitment and like trying to figure out if I want to do technological consulting, like all the typical consulting, or if I wanted to go product or software. So there's all these different people that I was trying to reach out to. And so I think when I would send these messages, I would just be like, hi, I'm a Vanderbilt junior. My internship was canceled. I have no idea what the workforce is like. I'm just trying to see firsthand what a product manager, a program manager is and figure out all these differences so I can find out what my dream job is basically. And they, everyone was just really receptive to A, like the pandemic and like not having as much experience and wanting to help you figure it out. Cause I was never like, I want your job, my dreams to be a blah, blah, blah consult. I was like, what is a consultant? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm a CS major, but interested in business too. So how can I like figure this out? And when you ask those questions, instead of just like my dream job is, instead of trying to figure out, is this the dream job for me? I think that kind of sets it apart a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have given some really good points. Um, I'm. <laughs> this is pretty far above my head, not business or computer science or anything. Uh, they didn't quite teach us anything about LinkedIn and the Arnold School of Public Health, sadly. But that, therefore, this is my question because I just made my first ever LinkedIn post today um, related to this podcast, you know, stuff really stepping up in the world. Um, so how do you use LinkedIn you talked about, you know, gen both of you talked about genuine connections. So from my perspective, from when I was scrolling through the feed, as Matt can tell you, because I was on the phone with him, um, I, it all seemed ingenuine. It, it's, oh, congratulations on this job. And I, I, it seems very strange to me to have a social media network associated with um, business. But how do you, I guess, use LinkedIn to your advantage? Um, outside of what you guys have talked about and how can, I guess, people that are <laughs> not rusty, I guess, on LinkedIn, how, how do you have any advice for them? Yes, I have two notes on that. So all of the, um, like, just the not feeling genuine, um, I totally get that. And it feels that way at first. Like when I was joining my business fraternity, they made me do cold calls and made me do meet a brothers and send follow-up emails. And it all feels very strange. But then once you really start doing it, you get just get so used to it and that you can have more genuine conversations and you don't feel strange. And then now being on the other side, like as soon as I got the internship, like people started like texting me being like, can I hear more about your job? And I was like, wow, they only want to talk to me because of my job. I was like, cool. They want to talk to me because of my job. Um, so I think people like want to share their knowledge, which is cool. Um, but I do understand how LinkedIn feels strange. And I agree. So I would find them on LinkedIn and then email them. And so the way I would do that was like, I got so used to doing this. I would go to LinkedIn, put in the company name. So like someone at McKinsey. And then if I wanted the Atlanta office in particular, I would put that. And then I'd put there's a school that they went to Vanderbilt or even like Vanderbilt law would, would be fine. And then 
I would search and then I would find someone who graduated in the last one or two years. So I would have their first and last name. I wouldn't connect with them or message them on LinkedIn. I then would look up like McKinsey email format and it would be like first name underscore last name at McKinsey. And then I would type that into something called email checker. And then it would tell me if that was their email. It would give like a green check if it was their email and like an X if it wasn't. So like I would just, that sounds like really complicated, but it would take like 30 seconds once I like knew how to do it. I know everyone's laughing because that's so hard and absurd. Um, but then I would have their email and then I would send them a quick email and be like, Hey, like we both go, or like you went to Vanderbilt and you work this really awesome job. Like I would love to hear about it. Um, and then I'd be like, oh, we were both in AKSI or um, we were both, you know, did tap or something like that. Like try to find any connection or like, Oh, I'm really interested in the New York office or the, the Atlanta office. And that was always true because like I was always interested in whatever office, like learning about a new one or like the one I was particularly interested in. So I think like that, like, searching and then figuring out their email. Um, I think emails just feel less strange than LinkedIn messages. Um, but I, but if that didn't work, I would LinkedIn message them. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, Caroline. <laughs> Caroline does this stuff in like your sleep, I swear. <laughs> you, you, you get used to it once you've been a hard for a little while. <laughs> you, yeah. start to, you start to get used to it and then the ball really gets rolling and you can't stop. That's but, actually, I didn't even know you did that. That's crazy. <laughs> All I, kind of, I think someone told me they did that and I was like, you are a psycho. And then here I was like doing the same thing. Um, but I think like they have no idea you used email checker. Like they just think someone from Vandy sent you their email. Oh, true. That's, that's a good point. That's a really good way, like, way to do it. I actually, I have that like email checker thing and I've used it before, but I'm not like a hardo about it, but kind of a little off topic, but more about like, for both of you, I guess, going to like, obviously one of the best schools in the country, like we go to USC. So like SEC, <laughs> SEC too, I forgot. You guys are SEC as well. Hey, we've got a number one honors program. Don't. Yeah. That's not me. About that's, it. that's Mac. <laughs> number one international business program, Caroline. But, but. I, um, I know I, I, I applied and really, really consider going in because of that. That would have been a mess. We went to school together. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, going to like McKinsey and Apple and also like Caroline being president of AKSI, you were president of our student body in high school. Do you ever feel like imposter syndrome or like that you have to be the best at something? And how do you like defeat oh. that and motivate yourself without comparing yourself to others? Absolutely. I think being at Vanderbilt, I was like, oh my goodness, like coming in, everyone is so impressive. And then um, I kind of felt it freshman year Then joining AKSI, like everyone's like, had private equity internships in high school. I mean, just absurd. And I was like, wow, like who am I to do this? And then becoming president and like on rush team, like we would go through resumes and I would be like, mm, like GPAs only, whatever. And then I'd be like, oh my God, like that's better than mine. Um, so I think like I would get imposter syndrome. And then I think you just have, I don't know. I don't know if I have the perfect answer of how to fix it, but I think like being really transparent about it and telling people, like I would tell people like, oh my God, I have imposter syndrome. They'd be like, Caroline, like you just did an IB internship. And I'd be like, oh, you're right. Or, or, or they would be like, you have qualities that like other people in the org don't. And like, so I think talking about it is probably the most important. Like I'm hosting um, someone from the, the University Counseling Center at Vanderbilt to talk about mental health during recruitment and imposter syndrome and then do breakout groups because every single person at least in like this organization and probably all of our friends at Vanderbilt too, 
have struggled with it. So I think knowing or having conversations where you realize everyone around you is having the same feeling makes you feel better about having it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that too. I think I struggled a lot with it and I, I still struggle with it because I'm like, how am I invited on this podcast? Like, I'm just like me, like I'm not like a crazy networker, but I guess I, I really am. Like, I know I am deep down, but I think like something that has helped me and like a lot. So I met, there's this really cool thing called like Built by Girls. It's just like pairs you with other women in the technology world and so like having a mentor that like you can just like talk to me like how is this possible like how am I working at Apple like I don't deserve this like there's kids that go to MIT and like you know there's always the comparison game you're like you guys go to Vanderbilt and I'm like oh my gosh like I don't even think about it like that yeah but then, I'm, competing, I'm competing against kids who go to Stanford and Harvard and I'm like exactly. oh my god I only go to Vanderbilt like everyone has that feeling and then I think also now being able to kind of like give back and be a mentor to someone else has made me feel just like better about it because then it's like I just I guess deserve it is not the right word but just like if I'm helping someone with every like good thing that has come to me then hopefully like they can get it too so then it's less imposter syndrome because hopefully like everyone gets the job they want or like, you know, as dumb as that sounds, but just like trying to give back and also ask questions, then it just trickles down and like everyone's just like conversing. I know everyone always talks about networking is the key to getting a job. And I know obviously I think it's also like it can be very industry specific. So like Max pre-med. So I don't know how industry specific it is for her uh, in the computer science and then consulting for you, Caroline. But do you think networking is the key to getting a job or do you think that's kind of like a myth or what's your take on it, I guess? I can speak really quickly for consulting and banking. It is 100% the key to getting a job. I thought I could lightly network at some companies and didn't get a first round. And people are like, oh, like you're working at McKinsey, you probably got an interview everywhere. And I didn't, only the places I networked really hard. So for consulting, it absolutely matters at banks, like places where I had two or three calls, I didn't get a first round interview and banks that I had like eight, I did. And like, those numbers are absolutely absurd. Um, for those two industries, 100%, you need it. I think for smaller companies, not necessarily, but huge investment banks, huge consulting firms, you're not going to get an interview. Um, at least in my experience without networking a ton. Um, Lauren probably has a different experience with, with tech though. Um, yeah, so tech's a little bit different. Like, I think it's interesting. Like, I'm so shocked that like Caroline didn't get Deloitte. Like, I'm not a consultancy person. And I had talked to two or three people at Deloitte and got a first round. And I think it's probably solely because I had talked to a few people there. And then I didn't even end up interviewing. I just like canceled the interview because I realized I didn't want to do consulting. But like that two, three conversations ended up getting me an interview and I didn't even mean for it to happen. And so like, for tech, like no one ever talks about consulting in tech, or I mean, networking in tech. And I think like the sole reason probably why I got an interview at Apple is because I randomly like emailed this girl that graduated from Vandy a couple of years ago that works at Apple and just emailed her. And now we FaceTime all the time and are texting. And she happened to send my resume to the head university coordinator at Apple. And like, because of that one conversation, my resume was looked at by the person who needs it. And I think it's a little bit different at other companies, but I know like Google, Microsoft, Facebook, every single place, like 
there is getting a million applications from students at every single country. So the way that you can sort of set your part a little bit and not just have like an AI bot look at your resume is by having someone send it or referring you. So I really do think it's key and I don't think it's talked about enough because it's almost impossible. Like once you look at how many resumes it is and just how it's a bot, like looking at them. Yeah, no, I think that's that's very true. And yeah, I guess people kind of forget to like, they think their resume stands out but I don't think they realize like a real person's not looking at it. It's just getting run through a resume um, like bot. But thank you guys for coming on and kind of sharing like your tips for networking and how you've utilized it for your own networks. Um, and also for talking to you like a little bit about imposter syndrome um, and getting into that a little bit. But thank you again for coming on. And for our listeners out there, please be sure to follow us on our social media at sip.of.success. And we'll see you guys next week.